Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it moral to get into a relationship when you have untreated borderline personality disorder? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host and psychologist, Stephanie Giorgio, and today we have an interesting viewer question to delve into. I have to say, the best episodes come from you. So if you have a request for an episode, make sure you reach out and let me know. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that the information provided in this podcast is not a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health issues, I encourage you to seek the guidance of a qualified mental health professional. Here's the question of the week. Hey Steph, I've had an idea that popped into my head randomly the other day. Is it moral or right to get into a relationship when you have untreated borderline personality disorder? If so, how should I approach this? I think it could be great for this opportunity to share some easy to learn DBT skills, which is dialectical behavior therapy, for those who haven't accessed therapy yet and can use the techniques to control areas of struggle for them with BPD. I know for myself, and I keep hearing this a lot in the BPD community, that a lot of us struggle and stop ourselves from having relationships due to the expectation of a negative outcome that will either just affect us emotionally or somebody else which is not good. However, I don't like the idea of not being able to have a relationship just because of BPD. It seems unfair. So that's where the question originated from. Thank you so much for submitting this. I want to say, firstly, I think this is such an incredibly responsible and great question, which shows fantastic insight and awareness. This person obviously has done some of the work, I assume. They mentioned dialectical behavior therapy, and it just is a real 
responsible thing to do is to question this sort of thing. And I can see that it's being spoken about in the BPD community. So I think it's a really great topic to talk about. Secondly, it got me thinking, is it responsible to get in a relationship with any mental health problem, an eating disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, anxiety? I thought about making this topic more general But if you want me to talk about specific mental health conditions, let me know. But I'm just going to focus on BPD, borderline personality disorder today, because this particular condition has a significant component when it comes to relationships. Let's start by understanding a little bit more about BPD. Borderline personality disorder is a mental health condition characterized by difficulties in regulating emotions and managing stable relationships. The diagnostic criteria is pretty jargonish and I think it's difficult to understand, so I'm going to put this very simply. I want you to imagine four quadrants of life. People with BPD have dysfunction or difficulty in four main areas. This includes cognitive which is your thinking. So people with borderline personality disorder often have black and white thinking. They think in extremes, either it's really good or things are really bad. There's other cognitive distortions or other unhelpful thinking patterns, which are more extreme in BPD, which I'll go into later. The second quadrant of dysfunction is emotional. Individuals with BPD often have intense and unstable emotions. We refer to them as the emotional burns victim. So if you imagine feeling angry, times that by 10, and that's how the person with BPD feels. They feel emotions on this extremely deep level. And these emotions can often fluctuate. So they can go from rage to sadness, to despair, to feeling euphoric in a matter of minutes, moments, or even days sometimes. But the moods aren't as long as, say, someone with bipolar disorder. And the moods in BPD are really characterized by external events that happen in their life. The third quadrant of dysfunction is behavioral. So in their behavior, we see a lot of impulsive behavior and sometimes risk-taking behavior. So it could include self-harm, substance use, alcohol use, uh, gambling, etc., And I will highlight that 40% of people with BPD also have ADHD, usually undiagnosed. So that impulsivity and risk-taking can also come from the ADHD as well, not to mention the inattentiveness and struggling to focus. And the last quadrant of dysfunction is interpersonal. People with BPD often have intense and turbulent relationships. Why? Because They have this fear of abandonment deep down. They worry the people they're with are going to leave them. They can also engage in splitting, which is one minute valuing someone very highly, putting them on a pedestal or calling them the favorite person, or then they can devalue someone and put them in the bad box. And this comes back to the black and white thinking. People with BPD often struggle to see that two occurring variables can exist within the same person. Someone can have good and bad qualities. They struggle to see two things occurring in the same person and therefore they split. Either you're good or you're bad. 
Now, there are different subtypes of BPD, not in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. There is just BPD, but there are emerging subtypes, which can include the emotionally unstable type, which is further divided into impulsive and borderline subtypes. Each type may manifest differently, but they all share the core features. So I'm just going to focus on BPD as a whole. But if you want another episode on the subtypes, let me know. Now, Let's talk about untreated versus managed because they are two very different things. When we talk about untreated, undiagnosed or unmanaged BPD, we mean the individual hasn't received professional help or hasn't actively engaged in treatment to address their symptoms. They may not even know they have BPD. Many people are diagnosed with a myriad of other conditions, anxiety, depression, an eating disorder before they actually get the diagnosis of BPD. This isn't for everyone, but it's common. So it's crucial to emphasize that seeking professional help, it is essential for managing and improving the symptoms of BPD. It doesn't get better on its own. So here are four scenarios that may be common. Scenario one, the person has no idea they have borderline personality disorder. They don't even know it exists. Maybe they know they have mental health issues or they struggle with their mood, but they've never actually received a diagnosis. This could be a range of so many factors. They don't have access to support. um, They don't have the right people to direct them, etc. Scenario two, the person knows they have borderline personality disorder, but doesn't have an interest in getting help. Maybe they're resentful that this diagnosis was slapped on them when they were in hospital or Maybe they feel it doesn't work because they haven't done the right therapy for them. Scenario three, the person has BPD. They did therapy in the past and they're managing it to the best of their ability. They know they have it. They've done therapy, but it still flares up like any mental health condition. It can have seasons and different times in your life where symptoms may flare up, but they're aware of it. And scenario four, the person has BPD and they are in therapy and they continue therapy at their own discretion. Could be monthly, could be weekly. It just depends. If you're listening to this, perhaps reflect on where you're at or where someone you know is at in these scenarios, because this is important. All right. Now let's talk about the specific domain relevant to this podcast. The domain of difficulty is the interpersonal relationship domain. Now this is common across the board with personality disorders. So there actually are 10 personality disorders. BPD is one of them, but it probably is one of the ones that has the most significant impact when it comes to relationships. So let's explore why and how BPD can affect relationships and why some may view it as immoral to enter into a relationship when untreated. BPD can make it challenging to maintain stable and healthy connections with others. It comes down to the fear of rejection or abandonment because this can lead to feelings of insecurity, jealousy, and emotional turmoil within relationships. These difficulties constrain the relationship and negatively impact both individuals involved. I'm going to give you an example of this and how BPD can influence your relationship when it's managed and when it's unmanaged. Okay, take a breath, step back and listen to this. Sandy has been in a relationship for about three weeks with her boyfriend. 
and tonight they're going out to a bar. Sandy has borderline personality disorder, a long-time diagnosis, but she isn't in therapy. They go to a bar. Her boyfriend is ordering a drink. Sandy sees the bartender, who is a female, smiling at her partner. Now, someone without BPD might joke and say, having a little flirt with the bartender, are you? Or they may not say anything. They may walk over there, put their arm around their partner, smile back, and then just get on with the night. Now, inside the head of Sandy, or someone with BPD, something very different might be happening. They may be thinking, why are they smiling at my partner like that? Is my partner cheating on me? Am I going to be left for this bartender at the end of the night? She's so much prettier than me. How can he do this to me? I hate him. I knew this was too good to be true. I can't handle this pain. Sandy goes and drinks excessively. She may even take drugs to escape this feeling. She feels her heart beating. Her body is hot. And she feels this rage overtake her. She can't stop thinking about how her boyfriend is potentially cheating on her with the bartender. She leaves. She runs in the middle of the road without thinking, I don't care. I don't care if I'm here anymore. I don't care what happens to me. There's no point living if I can't trust anyone. I'm sick of this. She runs in the middle of the road and gets hit by a car. She ends up in hospital. The partner has no idea what's happened. He gets a call from the hospital and goes to see Sandy. She tells him to go away and she cannot believe he's cheating on her. He's shocked and has no idea what's going on. She feels invalidated because she thinks he's pretending he doesn't know what's happening. All her schemes and beliefs of trust, mistrust, abuse have been activated. Her parents or someone might even be at the hospital who know her and they're hearing all this and just looking at the partner like, what? Her emotions went from zero to 100. They often feel that being impulsive or engaging in protest behaviour, such as drinking, screaming, leaving the scene, is the only way to be heard. Now we know how the symptoms of BPD can be activated. How can you manage it? Is it immoral if Sandy didn't disclose to her partner she has BPD? What do you think? Now let's go into scenario two from a completely different perspective, same characters. Because on the other hand, someone engaged in therapy for borderline personality disorder may approach this scenario differently. Dialectical behaviour therapy, or DBT, is a commonly used approach for treating BPD. DBT combines elements of cognitive behavioural therapy and mindfulness to help individuals develop skills in emotion regulation distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and self-management. So for example, dialectical behavior therapy has four core modules, and those four core modules essentially address those four core domains of dysfunction I mentioned earlier. So it's a perfect match. Let's look at the same scenario. Sandy's at the bar. She sees her partner ordering a drink, and the bartender, who is female, is smiling at him. 
Her heart immediately sinks. <sighs> Sandy stops and notices her heart beating. She decides to take a deep breath because she can feel herself escalating and panicking. Is he cheating on me? What's going on? I just want to escape this feeling. I knew this was going to happen. It just seemed too good to be true. Sandy notices herself spiralling and she looks down at her bead bracelet, which she plays with. She feels the beads, feels the wood between her fingers. She bought this bracelet when she was in DBT and uses it as a cue to stop and think when she feels emotional and upset. She remembers her anger scale from DBT and feels she's about a 7 out of 10. So she leaves the situation to regulate her emotions. She goes outside for a smoke until she's back down to about a five. In that time, she uses a DBT skill when she's more calm called check the facts. Check the facts is a skill used in dialectical behavior therapy to help individuals challenge and evaluate their thoughts, beliefs, and perceptions based on objective evidence. It is a technique that encourages people to step back from impulsive or emotionally driven thoughts and examine them in a more objective way. Here's how she did check the facts. One, she identified the thought or belief. So starting by identifying a specific thought or belief or assumption that is causing distress, you start to notice it. If you have a pen, write these down because you're going to want to try check the facts. One, identify the thought or belief. Sandy said, he's cheating on me with the bartender. Two, gather objective evidence. Collect as much objective evidence as possible to support or challenge the thought or belief. Look for facts, data, and information that can shed light on the situation. Well, if I look at the data, she just smiled at him. A smile isn't cheating. He hasn't cheated before. And There's no other reason he would cheat. Three, evaluate the evidence. Once you've gathered the evidence, object it, evaluate it. Look for any biases, assumptions, or gaps in the information. Consider whether the evidence supports or contradicts the initial thought or belief. Well, Sandy thought, I might be judging it worse because I've been drinking and my BPD may be playing up on me. This has happened before and I've been wrong. And things have been going really well with him. Four, generate alternative explanations. Encourage yourself to think of alternative explanations or interpretations about the situation. Consider other perspectives, motivations, or factors that may influence the situation. So this helps broaden a person with BPD's understanding and challenge rigid or extreme thinking patterns. So as mentioned earlier, it ties into that cognitive component. Well, the bartender just might be friendly and doing her job. Maybe she just wants tips. Maybe girls hustling and smiling and being friendly gets more tips. Five, reassess and adjust your thinking. Based on the objective evidence and alternative explanations, reassess your initial thought or belief. Determine whether it still holds true or if there is a need to revise or modify it. This process allows for a more balanced and accurate understanding of the situation. So Sandy thinks, I should just express my thought to him. 
or hold space for this thought for a while. I don't need to act on it. After all, there isn't any evidence. He was getting a drink because he's wanting to ensure I had a good night. Sandy goes back inside and her boyfriend asks, where did you go? I was worried. Sandy says, thank you for the drink. She said, I just needed a break. The rest of the night goes great. And when they go to get a drink, Sandy proceeds to the bar with her boyfriend to order the drink this time. She learns that the bartender is friendly with everyone, including her. She was actually pretty cool. This is how two different scenarios can happen. So as you see, by applying a strategy in the moment, by using check the facts, Sandy was able to gain a more realistic and nuanced perspective, reducing her impulsive reaction and making a more informed decision. What this does is it promoted cognitive flexibility, it decreased emotional intensity and it improved her interpersonal relationship. So in the future, she may think, I'll go to the bar with my partner. Now, it's important to note that check the facts is just one of the many skills taught in dialectical behavior therapy. If you want to know more of these, let me know. Now, it's often combined with other techniques such as breathing, mindfulness, distress tolerance, and interpersonal effectiveness, which she also did. She took a break, she removed herself, she breathed, and you need a comprehensive approach to manage BPD symptoms and improve overall well-being. Back to the question at hand. It's essential to note that the morality of entering a relationship with untreated BPD is subjective and can vary on individual circumstances. I wouldn't say it's inherently immoral, but it does raise ethical considerations due to the potential impacts on both parties involved. Every case is going to be different, so here are some questions to reflect on. Should you disclose a mental health concern when dating? What do you think? How would you feel if someone disclosed a mental health condition to you? Two, if you don't have BPD and you are dating someone with BPD, are you willing to learn about it? I think in any relationship growth, you have to be willing to learn and grow with that person. Three, How can you work together to manage BPD in the relationship if you are with someone who has it? And four, is there more good than bad in the relationship? How do we work through the challenges? Do I think you should avoid a relationship if you have BPD or another mental health concern? No, not really. I actually believe that relationships can be very healing for mental health if you let it. If you're willing to grow and deal with it, because what happens is in a relationship, you get very close to someone and imagine it pushing stuff to the surface. It's kind of like squeezing the edges of a pimple together and it pushes the stuff to the surface, the yucky, gooey stuff. Now you can either deal with it or you just leave the sore pimple to be sore. Sorry for comparing that to a pimple. But I just remember someone telling me, when you get close together, it pushes everything to the surface. Now, avoiding relationships altogether can actually deny us the opportunity to work on ourselves. People think they need to work on themselves and love themselves and be perfect before getting in a relationship. That's important. But I believe 
There's only so far you can go. There's another level when you enter a relationship. So you can do all this self-work and reach this level, but every level has another devil. And when you're in that relationship that's going to push your stuff up, take me, for example. I thought I was a pretty well-functioning, wholesome person. But when I got into a relationship, I also noticed things in myself I hadn't noticed before. Because when people get close to us, they push our vulnerabilities to the surface and we have to deal with them. Now, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope this discussion sheds some light on whether it is moral to enter a relationship, whether you have BPD. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know, leave a review, tag me on Instagram while you're listening to this episode. I'm loving seeing the tags and let me know what you want to hear about next. Remember, seeking professional help and engaging in therapy can make such a difference in managing BPD symptoms and building healthier relationships or get a self-help book together. Talk about it. Make a plan every week to discuss what went well this week, what was challenging, what skill in DBT you both used. This can really help you along on your journey and know that you're not alone. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm so grateful for having this platform and I'm very appreciative that you are here listening to me today. Thank you for joining me on the What's Eating You podcast. And until next time, remember to prioritize your mental health and well-being. Bye for now. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you.